Here's what's coming up on this week's show. If you're expecting there's going to be things that are going to push you and test you and, you know, really kind of challenge you to your limits, you've got the sweetness that at the end of that, how much better is the view going to be? You know, how much more accomplished are you going to feel? The beat. Welcome to the Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Hey, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Big Little Business Show. It's Paul Mumford over here, the lovely Claire Horsley over there. If this is your first time with us, hi, where you been? We're like nearly 90 episodes in. You're a bit late. Late to the party. Yeah, exactly. Where you been? But if you haven't listened to us before, we're the podcast that helps small businesses grow by getting a whole bunch of experts on who know a thing or two about helping small businesses grow. And whether you've been here before or you haven't, if you could do two things for us, that'd be fab. Hit follow on the podcast platform you're listening to us on so you don't miss out on all our juicy future episodes. And make sure you leave us a review too on the podcast platform because that really helps the biggest up in podcast land. So today we are going to be talking about what happens when you hit a roadblock in your business. I don't know, Paul, have you ever had that time where you feel like you've really hit a brick wall? Oh, yeah, loads. In fact, we were talking about that a few weeks ago on the podcast, weren't we? Because I've been taking a year to try and come up with a name for my new business. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a couple of episodes back if you want to have a listen to us talking about that. Yeah, that was a real roadblock. And actually, the more I was thinking about it, the harder it was to get around the problem. So, and I think everyone in business you'd be a bit weird if you didn't have any problems yeah i think you know not necessarily problems are unhealthy to have um but it's how we how we respond to those um and the severity of it sometimes Mm. it may be useful to walk away and just have a moment to reflect but then at the same time maybe by doing that it may fester so i think it's definitely a challenge that many business owners come up against and it can be really uncomfortable and difficult to deal with and fester is not a great word is that your bad word (laughs) your least favorite word is fester Fester. Yeah, it's a, I don't know, it's like some sort of like something that needs lancing or something. Oh. <laughs> Each their own. Yeah, I, did, I don't know, isn't it funny with words sometimes? <laughs> a word that can seem quite innocent to some people is like, no, for God's sake, it's like, a bit like moist, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> I don't mind moist as a word, but some people it's just like, no, that's the most repulsive word ever. See, fester for me just means it's gets bigger and bigger and bigger and you, and you have to the problem festers <laughs> so anyway what were we talking about oh yeah it's a podcast isn't it right okay so yes um dealing with roadblocks in your business yes you're right we're all going to have those problems the important bit is learning how to deal with them properly so that it don't become big stressful issues that you you know, really make your business journey horrible So for this episode, we're going to be talking to Abby Jenkins, and Abby is the founder of the Diamond Lifestyle Team and works with business owners and entrepreneurs to help them to realise their own success and what they are truly capable of. So of course, this topic is going to be a really powerful one for Abby to bring to the table to share her own views as to how business owners can overcome the obstacles and roadblocks that we may face. This is the Big Little Business Show. What are your thoughts with the roadblocks that small businesses typically come across? I mean, any businesses are going to come across barriers. Any, um, anyone on any kind of journey, really, you know. And I think that um, one of the kind of common sort of trip wires is people thinking that those roadblocks are, are all kind of external things that are happening to, to them, but there's all like, like all this stuff going on that's happening to them to, to get in their way when really 
that stuff is not happening to you. Like that stuff is just happening. It's not happening to your business. It's not happening to you personally. It's not there. No, no one's kind of putting it in, in your way. It's just the challenges that you have to kind of learn to expect as part of the journey. And I think once we just start looking at how we deal with things and how we're approaching roadblocks rather than, you know, thinking that, that somehow they're there to, to, to get us and that it's personal, um, then I think all of a sudden they just become a little bit more easy to navigate. And I think that if we expect that they're going to be there, you know, if, they, if we expect that there's going to be some stuff along the way that we that, that is going to challenge us, that we're going to have to work around or get under or over or smash to pieces or whatever, then when we do encounter them, they're not you know it's just not such a big deal okay so we've hit we've hit a bit of a bump in the road we need to navigate this we need to work out the best way of getting around it but it is what it is and we're not going to let it impact us in you know in a way that that is going to tear us down and and stop us from moving forward. Do you know that's a it's a nice way to approach it, Abby? Because I think when uh, Claire and I obviously run our own businesses, and when we come across problems, and like you say, everyone has problems in their business that they have to sort out. It's just part of the the business journey we're on. Um, it's nice to know that actually it's not just you because sometimes it can feel like it's, you're the only person who's ever had that problem. So it's nice for you to say that, well, actually, you know, we all have these problems. Uh, and sometimes it can feel like a really sort of, it's, it's a bit internal, in fact. It's almost as if you think you're the only one who's ever going to uh, run into that sort of issue. But everyone has these problems, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, and everyone actually has the same kind of problems. Like if you, if you, if you take everyone's challenges, kind of write them all down on the whiteboard, Board, they're mostly they're mostly kind of linked they're mostly linked to the same kind of thing you know identifying your ideal clients negotiating you know like marketing strategies and and um, accounts and you know finance for those people that, that need to do that and not having the experience and the confidence to do that and, and a lot of it does come internal because a lot of it comes down to you know a fear of failure and not having the confidence, you know, the, imp- the imposter syndrome, spending too much time worrying about that judgment from other people and not enough time in your own lane. Really, the, the, those are the issues. It's not the, the stuff that's going on in the external world that, that, that is the issue. It's, it's the way that people are approaching it. And once you can kind of get that inside out rather than outside in position, things just will just start to change and become less daunting and less intimidating and you'll be less overwhelmed. Yeah, you're not the only one mm. and it's not the problem. It's how you deal with the problem that's the problem, I guess, if I can yeah. use the word problem lots in that sentence. <laughs> you said that so many times. problems. Um, okay, in terms of maybe... Um, preventing something like this from happening so um are there any skills that you think you know maybe we could be learning to prevent us from hitting that roadblock and the brakes firmly coming on um before it happens um do you think there's anything that we could be doing to really realize what's about to be to come upon us really I don't know that you can necessarily um, stop it from happening. And obviously it's important that you are keeping your eyes on where you're going, you know, like constantly looking at, um, at the road ahead, what, what goals it is you're trying to achieve, what is, like, what is likely to be getting in your way, you know, what is likely to distract you en route so that, you're, so, you, so that you can be somewhat prepared for it. But there's going to be stuff, you know, people are going to have um, issues at home, which then have an impact on them, which then impacts sure. on their business. People are going to, you know, there's going to be impact, there's going to be stuff going on in their industry, um, within, you know, in terms of their, 
their markets, their their competition. There's always going to be some some stuff. And I think a just expecting it, and b when it does happen, right? Just thinking about okay, what? Let's take the emotion out of this situation and look at the facts of the situation and what the options are for resolving it. Because people do this, right? Um, you know, even just a simple thing like, you know, you're driving to a meeting, you're driving to an appointment and you get a flat tire and it's going to make you late for your appointment. And, you know, you're, you're kind of on the side of the road and there's two ways to react to that. You know, there's the, okay, well, this is a bit of a problem. I'll just phone, phone ahead, let them know I'm going to be late and so I'll get the tire sorted. Or, you know, you can start screaming and swearing and kicking the car and yeah. getting upset. But either way, you've still got to get the tire sorted. Like the problem is that the tire needs replacing and the emotion that you attach to it is really what then differentiates your experience from, you know, between one person and the next, because irrespective of your reaction, the tire's got to be changed. That's the fact. And yet some people will go, oh, okay, that's a problem. Make a few phone calls, get it sorted. There we go. And off we off we go. Whereas other people... Do you know that? Go on. go on, sorry, you carry on. Well, and, you know, other people will, will get frustrated and upset and that then tends to have a negative impact not only on that moment, but on the rest of their day, on the out, you know, the, the attitude they're going into the meeting with. It just gets a knock-on effect. And yet, uh, if you take it back to basics and take the emotion out, the problem was just the same problem. There are definitely some skills to be learned, um, sort of internally within yourself, really, so you know how to deal with a problem because there is a real difference between a physical problem and an emotional problem. Uh, and sometimes people try and fix sort of what are physical problems with a, like an emotional solution. And sometimes that doesn't always work. Sometimes you need to sort of just step away and take a bit of a breather and then think about it in a more logical sense. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's it. And emotions won't solve problems, really. Um, and what the, there's this kind of danger zone that in, in an emotional state, you kind of make, you know, big long-term high impact decisions based on very short-term emotions, which is, you know, then you've got more unintended consequences to deal with. Like you've got more of a knock-on effect. And also it's exhausting as well. You know, emotion itself is so tiring and exhausting. So I think, you know, rather than exerting all that emotion and then wearing yourself out, there are other ways that we could handle it. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's human nature to get, you know, to get frustrated about things and to get, you know, when things aren't going out our own way. But like I said, there's a part of that that really, if we're just kind of expecting it, and I always think, you know, I don't I don't celebrate myself when I walk to the end of my lane because it's it's easy. Don't you? You should. <laughs> we can have a, have a party down there or something. No, I, it's, it's, it's an easy thing to do. So, I, you know, I just do it. Whereas if I was to climb up Snowdonia... I would celebrate because it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. People get kind of wrapped up in thinking that the, the 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 joy is in the destination, but actually it's not. It's in the journey and it's in the challenges that you overcome along the way. And if whatever your goal is, wherever you're going, if you didn't have any roadblocks, if you didn't have any issues, when you get there, it would be just an anticlimax. It would be like, oh, right, okay, then now what? Whereas if you're expecting there's going to be things that are going to push you and test you and you know, really kind of challenge you to your limits, you've got the sweetness that at the end of that, how much better is the view going to be? You know, how much more accomplished are you going to feel? I like that. And I I, I don't know whether you feel this, Claire, but I mean, I certainly do. Maybe you do too, Abby, but I always find that in my uh, 
business career and in my life generally the things that I have to work harder for are the things that I find more rewarding the goal is much more yeah. like that Snow- Snowden uh, analogy you've just brought up there Abby the climbing the mountain actually becomes more sweeter because what you get at the end is sweeter so you, you actually appreciate it more because you've worked harder for it rather than something just falling on your lap you kind of tend to be a bit more not dismissive about it, but, you know, just less grateful for it, I guess. Yeah, I've always said um, the biggest successes often come from the feelings of, you know, being really uncomfortable and pushing yourself out of that comfort zone because it makes it so much more worth it at the end. So let's have a think about this because obviously there's a difference and there's got to be some kind of a separation between facing a physical problem in your business and how you deal with that and perhaps not dealing with it in such an emotional way, which I understand is difficult because it's your business, it's your baby, you're proud of it, you've got an emotional attachment to it. But what things could you suggest that people do to help them learn to park that immediate emotional response? I think the first the first question and I always ask myself and you know when I'm when I'm coaching others this is like the, the 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 big the big question is okay what can I control? Quite often we get kind of wrapped up in in elements that we can't control. That we get we get afraid about the fact that there's stuff that we can't control. We get um, frustrated about the things that we can't control. Whereas actually we just can't control them. And so once if you just kind of you know you've 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 hit a roadblock, you ask yourself, okay, in this situation, what can I control? Then as soon as you start focusing on what you can control, that kind of takes the emotion away a little bit anyway, mm. because because you can control it. Whereas a lot of our emotions come around the things that we can't control and, and out of a, a frustration about that, about the fact that we can't control them. Whereas actually, once we've got, OK, well, I can't do anything about that, that and that, but these things I can do something about. And then, you know, work through those things, look at your options, create a strategy around those things. But in in that moment, if you could just ask yourself in that moment, OK, what can I can what's what is within my control here? And then you just have to kind of learn to let the rest of it go. And this applies to everything. This applies just to life in general, you know, yeah. other people's behaviors, other people's opinions, external factors like there is only so much stuff that you can control. And if that is what you are focusing on then it is easier for you to then regulate your emotions around it because you're in control of it. Our emotions come about when we're out of control and it comes from fear. Whereas if we focus on what we can control, that's not so scary. And then we can get some results and make some improvements and make some progress. It's easier then to get, you know, to get into a more positive space emotionally about whatever it is that we're facing. Good answer. I like that. That's a good answer. Yeah, very, very. Um, so going back to what we were saying before about, uh, you know, life, <laughs> life can get in the way and fam- things can happen with your family. And, you know, sometimes maybe the people that you thought would understand and support you, you know, don't. Um, maybe, you know, they, they, they don't agree with what you're doing. Um, how much of the external influences do you think actually really do play a role and a big part in when people do suffer with a block in their business? Social media is a big thing in this in within this subject as well, Abby, isn't it? Because on social media, you look at maybe your competition and other businesses and they always portray themselves as being, uh, oh, everything's great. You know, we're doing really, really well. Look how successful we are. Whereas we, we all know really that actually everyone has a crap time at some point in their business life um but you don't see that on social media and if we're bombarded with social media being all positive and all oh, look at me aren't we happy and everything then that can make you feel a little bit 
crap as well, can't it? I think social media is is is, um, is a is, you know the the best thing that could have ever happened to small businesses, and the worst thing that could have ever happened to small businesses all at the same time. Yeah, that's um, true. And I, I think you've got to detach yourself from from thinking that social media is life. Like I'm very, very authentic on, on social media. Authenticity is one of my, one of my core values. It's one of my pillars of success. And so, you know, you kind of go on my socials and you'll see the good, the bad and the ugly. But I think, I think that that's, and and that's what makes me quite unique. I get, you know, a lot of my business growth has come from the fact that people find that so refreshing and how sad that someone just being themselves is so refreshing. But I think (laughs) there's, there's, Social media has just given us this kind of constant, um, almost like constant competition that doesn't even really exist. You know, people comparing themselves with with everyone on every level in terms of their business, in terms of their brand, in terms of their, you know, their hobbies, their kids, their houses. It's just this like constant kind of drip feed of this is what someone else's life looks like. But as you say, the amount of people on social media being authentic is, is really very slim. You're only ever going to see, you know, most people just put the highlight reel on, on their socials. And I literally would, you know, take it with a pinch of salt. I built my whole business around social media. I think it's hugely beneficial if you use it in the right way. But, but again, for me, my socials are my business and I, you know, I get, Almost, I mean, I'm in a, I'm in a controversial industry, I suppose, in a way. Um, so I get at least, at least once a day, someone giving me their opinion on what I'm doing on socials. I, I literally take it with a pinch of salt. My mantra is: if nobody, if nobody hates you, then nobody knows you. Oh, I like that. That's mm. a t-shirt right there. That's yeah, great. that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I started from Grant Cardone. I can't take, a, I can't take the, the, um, the, the. Um, credit for it myself but but it's so true you know if you're not if, if no one's noticing you then you're not putting yourself out there enough as a small business and when you do start putting yourself out there enough there's going to be people that have something to say about it and i would just say that is never about you yeah other people's opinions are never about the person that they're firing them at so true they're just they're just holding up a mirror and projecting onto them, you know, projecting onto you with the insecurities they've got about themselves. Well, what a great positive outlook that is on a negative problem there, Abby. When you get some uh, someone being very negatively critical about you on social media, think of that as a positive because, well, they're obviously emotionally attached to what you've said in such a way that they feel they need to comment one way or the other. So they've, they've hit, you've hit a nerve with them. Exactly. I mean, they're just really secret fans. <laughs> Really. It's a commenting. <laughs> yeah, they're in denial. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the other thing is, you know, on that, I think that um, we we kind of, we've got this weird built-in desire to be liked by everybody. And, and actually, um, we don't, you don't need to be liked by everyone. If you're, if you show up authentically, you're going to attract your, your people, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe, you'll attract the right kind of people. And and trying to be everything to everybody and keep everybody happy and make everyone like you is actually going to really water down your message and damage your brand. Like it's just it's it's way better to stick to your guns and stand out. And yes, there's going to be some people that say some stuff, but as a you know as a small business owner, whatever whatever kind of small business you have, you are like in the top five percent of humanity. Like you are, you've got you've got something in you that that doesn't want to just settle for a nine to five job. You've got something that makes you different from everybody else. And a lot of people just don't get that. They just don't understand that. They don't have that in themselves. And so when they look at you, that 
because they can't compute, it just comes across as, you know, them being hostile or negative or not being supportive. Friends and family in particular, like I, my mantra on that is that your friends and family won't support you until they see strangers celebrating your success. So focus on the strangers, focus on, you know, doing what you're doing. Don't expect your friends and family to get it. They're not you. They don't get it. And that's okay. They don't need to just go out there and make them proud anyway. So many little sound bites we're getting here, Claire, aren't we? I mean, that was a great one. Do you know what I was just thinking? You've got your whole uh, branding of T-shirts with all the quotes that you're coming out, <laughs> yeah. out with. <laughs> you've got about 10 in there so far. Yeah, it's a, it was a really good observation there about your family and, and also about trying to dilute what you feel in order to fit in with what other people believe you should feel, I think. That's a bit of a long way of putting it, but I'm sure you know what I mean. Uh, I certainly feel that um, a lot of the innovators in business and in life, for that matter, are the people people who have stood outside and stood up and been bold and said, no, I'm going to do something differently Differently here. If you don't like it, then stuff you. And it's those people that are more successful, not the people who try and fit in. 100%. Absolutely. That's it's a spot on. Look, you look at the greatest businessmen and women of all time, the greatest minds of all time, you know, that they've all gone a bit off piste. Um, and, 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 and they have to, like, you have to, you can't just be doing the same thing as everyone else. It's, you know, it's great to stand out. I had a coaching call a couple of weeks ago with, um, Sir Richard Branson. Oh, you know, I was just chatting with Richard the other day, you know, <laughs> me and Richard, you know. It's just, you said Fist it bugs. so casually. <laughs> it, it was, it was not just, it wasn't a one-to-one. It was part of a group coaching program. Um, okay. but even so it was pretty awesome. Um, and one, yeah. one of the things that he, I mean, he said lots of amazing things. One of the things he said was that he'd learned very early on that from the Rolling Stones, that actually it's okay to do things differently. It's okay to stand out. And actually sometimes you have to because you want to get noticed. Mm. And this is the thing, you know, there's a, with, with, with the way that the, the, the social and economic climate of the last couple of years has been, there has never been a time more important for your small business to stand out. Like it's noisy out there. There is a lot going on. And so you've got to be doing something different. And, and the, the more different you do things, the more other people are going to have opinions about it. Doesn't mean that their opinions are right. Doesn't mean you've got to let them hold you back. You know, it's, it's you. In, if anything, let it fuel you. Let it just justify to you that actually, do you know what? I must, I must be doing something right here. This is like this. This is working. And don't let the, you know, don't let the negativity play to your limiting beliefs because that's we've all got the little voice in our head that says, yeah, but can you really do it? But you know, but is this really going to work? And it, and as soon as someone else says that. It's like giving that little voice in your head a microphone. It's like just suddenly like that, you know, they're on surround sound. Ultimately, the loudest voice you will ever hear is your own. So work on what you're telling yourself and then like, don't worry about what everyone else is telling you. Are you writing these down, Claire, by the way? Yeah, ultimately, ultimately the loudest voice you'll ever hear is your own. There's another good one right there. Yeah, I have made some notes indeed. So um, Abby mentioned before about... Uh, the impact of you know how we respond to things um in different situations so um with regards to maybe people that have more of a negative attitude um do you really think this can make the smaller problems seem bigger if they've got a negative mindset um and you know most importantly what could we do to fix this attitude is everything there is an incredible book it's one of my it's one of my top five recommendations for people to read it's called attitude is everything by jeff keller um, and it really, it really high, like highlights the importance of getting your attitude right because your attitude is like a window, it's like a filter, you know, like a filter on social media, and 
whatever filter you have on your on your life is how you're that's what you're then seeing things through so like you know for anyone that's got glasses you'll know you know if you get a bit of grease on your glasses it distorts everything and it's really bloody annoying until you clean it off now your your window of life like your attitude is 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 exactly the same as that it affects everything that you see and everything that you do if you're working walking around life with a dirty attitude window you know with with kind of smears on your glasses then you're going to be viewing everything you come across in life in that way you're going to be looking for problems you're going to be looking for um you know for criticism for challenges whereas if you can can you know walk through life with a with a very clean and positive attitude you'll start to realize that actually you see the good in situations you see the opportunities in challenges and that is something that you can work on i um i used to be very negative um i had a lot of stuff going on when i was when i was younger not a child but like a young adult I was in a lot of very abusive relationships i went through a lot of of really kind of nasty stuff and it got me to a point where i just thought everything's rubbish like what's the point Every, you know i kind of just looked at everything with this like i couldn't appreciate anything i didn't it was, just, it was a really kind of dark place to be in and I made a decision uh, when I was about 25, so about 12 years ago, that, that that had to change. I kind of, someone said something to me, I think, about, God, you know, you're so negative all the time. And it really, like, hit me. I was like, oh, my God, really? I don't want to be. I don't mean to be. And I think I suddenly realized in that moment that I had a choice and that actually I didn't have to, like, go down the whole half, you know, cup half full analogy. I could be, I could become, a, you know, sorry, glass half empty analogy I could become a glass half full person it would just take some work and I think that you know your your mindset is like a muscle if you if you work on it regularly and like you know every day you do something to help you to build your you know to build that that mindset and that create that positivity and clean up that attitude it will pay off a hundred times over Whereas if you, you know, it's the same as going to the gym. If you go to the gym, you're going to build the muscles. If you don't go, your muscles are going to waste away. And I think if you start treating your, your mindset and your attitude like, like a muscle and start working on improving it, you know, YouTube, TED Talks, podcasts, you know, self-help books, find someone that, you know, inspires you and then follow them, read all their stuff, like learn from them. Then what is going to happen is your attitude is going to clean up. If you're surrounding yourself with people who are negative and who, you know, criticizing everything and trying to bring everyone down all the time, you're not going to clean your attitude window up and you're going to carry on walking through life thinking that, you know, the world owes you a favor and everything's just really hard. I'm going to struggle here because uh, we were going to ask for a bit of a recap and maybe pick out sort of three of the things that yeah, we could all do when we're faced with a problem in our business. Um, but you've come up with so much stuff that I don't know. How are we going to get three? I don't know. So maybe just go with the three most important things. Here you are. You've got a business problem of some degree or another. Uh, what would be the next three things that you think we should do? I would say number one, take your emotion out of it and focus on what you can control. Number two, don't be afraid of asking for help. And number three, be grateful for the lesson. Like put a positive spin on it. Whatever it is, be grateful for the lesson. Look at what you can learn from it and, and walk away from it 
feeling you know feeling accomplished and feeling like you've got an extra extra tool in your toolkit that, that was really well summarized actually <laughs> you did well with that abby and i think that's the first time richard branson's ever been mentioned on the podcast i can't believe that and now we probably mentioned it before in passing you know he's a yeah he's, he's only a small-time businessman isn't he a few, few people might know who he is maybe <laughs> okay um thank you very much abby so at the end of every interview what we do is we ask a set of questions which are inspired by inside the actor's studio that have absolutely nothing to do with business but so we can can get to know you um, a little bit more. So, are you ready for your questions, Abby? Yeah, I think this is going to be the you're hardest not, part. You're laughing already. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, everyone gets really stressed. This is this the part. hard bit, isn't it? <laughs> they do, don't they? Everyone yeah. gets really worried. Um, okay, Abby, what's your favourite smell? My favourite smell is probably chocolate, which is interesting because I don't like eating chocolate, but I do like smelling chocolate. Well, do you know what? I'm with you with that on bacon because bacon smells great. Can't taste the. Can't stand the taste of it. Oh, I love bacon. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. I haven't had any lunch. I'm starving. <laughs> it's quite a healthy way to have a uh, yeah to have a have a thing with chocolate. That's a healthy chocolate attitude. I think you've got there, Abby. Just just smell it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll go to um, when we were in Venice last last year. I went to the chocolate shops and literally they're standing there smelling it. And the woman was trying to get me to taste them. I was like, I don't like it. She looked at me like I'd grown an extra head. She was like, Why are you in here? Get <laughs> out of my shop. But they just the smell of it is is amazing. I just I'm just not a fan of sweet things. Strange. Well, you kind of half asked. You kind of half answered the next question. Um, so we've kind of limited your answer. Uh, what's your favourite biscuit? I do like biscuits, and I'm a bit, I'm a little bit dangerous with biscuits because if I open the biscuits, that's it. I just eat the packets, so I don't tend to buy them because I, I can't just have a biscuit. It's not possible. My favourite ones are those little, little. Um, I can't even think what they're called. They've got raisins in them, and they've got like little curves around the out around the edges and a bit of sugar on them oh yes what are um, those called yes i know they're a bit of an old bit of an old school biscuit aren't they not gary ball gary baldy's no they're not gary baldy's claire no there's a different biscuit they're like they are round and they're they're like, are they like a fruit shortbread is that what they're called yeah something like that fruit yeah, shortcake fruit yeah. shortbread but yeah i get so, what you're saying though about the whole yeah you can't just have one i don't know whether your mum does this but my mum does does this occasionally especially if we've got posh people around if, if they get biscuits out people. yeah it puts half a doesn't have them on a plate. I don't want them on a plate. I want a bloody packet. I do that. Yeah, where's the rest of them? <laughs> look, Abby, look, it's been absolutely fantastic. You've given us so many great sound bites to make people think and believe that actually, if you come into a problem in your business, well, that's a it's a good thing, and everyone has it. So you know, it's not a, it's not a negative. Think of it as a of a positive as a learning curve, and I think that's a really good attitude to have. So, Abby, if anyone wants to uh, come and pick your brains a little bit more. Uh, I don't know why you use that phrase. I hate that phrase. Can we come up with some? Uh, that's just, that's gross. Why would anyone want to be picking into your brains, Abby? That's horrible. That's horrible. So if anyone wants to um, learn more about your, learn more about what you do or ask you more questions, how can they come find you? So you can find me on Instagram, the.yes.life and Abby Jenkins on Facebook. My link trees are in the bios on both my socials and on there is, is the link to some free downloads some that can that can offer some help with, you know, boosting self-esteem and, and creating your, um, you know, more positive thinking. Um, I also run some free courses and stuff and all of those go onto my socials and I'm also on TikTok at the dot yes dot life as well. This is the Big Little Business Show, the podcast with bigger tips for small business. 
I really need to find another phrase to replace picking your brains because that's just not nice, is it? No, it's not. Well, it's, it's not, but it's it's incredibly effective. I mean, everybody always knows what you mean by it, but ultimately, you know, you're not going to cut the top of your head off and start picking someone's brains, are you? It's quite gross, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where did that come from? They must have come from somewhere. But the, the yes, it's hideous. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm just, just tell me off if I start using that again. I will edit yeah. it out of the podcast so you never hear it again. It's horrible. But anyway, that was really, really good. And didn't Abby come up with so many great ideas for T-shirts? There were so many in there. You know, when you, when you see, yeah, exactly. When you see the T-shirts with the quotes on. Um, yeah. And I saw a really funny one the other day called I've Got Your Back and it had two stick men and one stick man was holding the spine of the other one and I just thought that was really funny. <laughs> Is it only me? Okay, but anyway. You're quite easily amused, aren't you? I just, I've got to buy it. I've got to buy it. I just love it so much. <laughs> but yeah, there was loads of things like that and um, really sort of punchy to the point messages, which was great. And I think the main take home for what Abby was saying was that don't feel like you're on your own when you hit a problem in your business. In fact, You'd be a bit weird if you didn't have problems in your business. We all have them. Deal with them by taking them as a positive and thinking, right, I'm learning something here. Um, By overcoming this problem, it's going to make my business stronger and better rather than uh, throwing all your toys out of the pram and spitting your dummy out and thinking, oh, this is the end of my life. Wow, that was deep. (laughs) But it's true though, isn't it? Uh, I think it's not the problem, it's how you respond to the problem and if you respond to the problem by saying right okay i'm going to learn something here let's dig in and get this sorted out and then we can move past this obstacle and move on great oh what's that great i'm going to use a sound bite now mm-hmm. uh, i'm just trying to think about whether i get it right or not it's something along the lines of you when you're faced with a mountain find a way around it don't just sit there because it got in the way Ooh. wow there's, there's there's a few now in this episode I haven't heard that one before, if I'm honest. I, th- I think I might have got that wrong or paraphrased it a little bit. Oh, is it? May- maybe you put your own little words in there. Maybe that's why I don't recognise it. Maybe you turned it around the other way. Maybe I did. Maybe I completely got it wrong. But you get the idea. Just because there's a, an obstacle in your way, if you sit down and think, right, that's it, that's, that's, that's my business over because I can't get over this problem, uh, or you deal with it in a sort of emotional way and, like I say, you spit your dummy out because... Uh, things aren't going your way then yeah you're going to have a hard time and it's not going to be a pleasant experience but if you think about that problem as a a hurdle to get over and something an achievement to to make uh, and a box to tick within your business if you want to put it that way then actually an obstacle or a roadblock becomes a positive experience rather than a negative one yeah what I say is mistakes and learnings and as uncomfortable as they make us feel um, actually a lot can be learnt from them and we can then furthermore improve ourselves and learn from that and make sure that it doesn't happen again so so great stuff and thank you very much to abby for joining us today if you want to get in touch with her or find out more about all the other episodes we've got on the big little business show then go and head over to our website biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and you can connect with us on the socials too we're on instagram and facebook just search for big little business show and you'll find us continue the conversation about business roadblocks or anything else business related or just come and say hi that'd be nice uh, and that's it we're done so um Say goodbye, Claire. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Big Little Business Show with Paul Mumford and Claire Horsley. You can subscribe to get the latest episodes via iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and everywhere you find your favourite podcasts. Come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're on Facebook too. Just search for Big Little Business Show. Big Little Business Show.